good morning. How's everybody doing? Uh, thank you for being here. This is, um, well, the whole title is Stark Realities, uh, Redemption in the MCU. Um, and uh, I want to give a focus. I am Brian Bennett. I am the founder and co-host of Church of the Geek. Uh, and we are recording this for uh, one of our episodes. So thank you for being here. Um, to go to Sam, he is my co-host, and he can... Uh, Introduce yourself. Uh, I'm a co-host of Church of the Geek with Brian. I'm a uh, hospice chaplain in Pittsburgh, and uh, my interests not only include uh, more of the cinematic universe, but X-Men and science fiction, anime, those kinds of things. And uh, we'll introduce the rest of the panel. Uh, hello, um, I, my name is Derek Weston. Uh, I am the co-host, and unfortunately, my, my partner is not here. Uh, I do a podcast called The Gospel According to Marvel, um, and we've been on a brief hiatus, but we're recording again in October. Very excited about that. Um, I am, by day, I work for an organization called Hope Springs uh, that works with faith communities to provide services for people living with HIV. Uh, I'm also a former film student, uh, former pastor, former... Former, I, I used to do lots of things, so um, so that's me. Great, thank you. And I'm uh, Janelle Baker. I, um, Brian and I go way back to grad school days, way, way like, way way back to seminary days. Um, uh, I currently teach at uh, Washtenaw Community College in Ann Arbor, Michigan, uh, a variety of humanities and philosophy courses, um, intro philosophy, ethics on the philosophy side. Um, on the humanity side, comparative religions and mythology. And so um, it's a uh, pleasure to be here talking about the stuff with you today. Great. And I don't have a podcast or blog or anything because I'm boring. So <laughs> apparently. No, it's because you're busy. Oh. Because you, you do real things. Oh, okay, got it. <laughs> nice. Nice, re nice way to redeem that. Yes. Nice. <laughs> on that note, uh, let's start uh, because if we use the word redemption, we have a lot of different ways of thinking about it. So I, the first question I want to be is, what's redemption anyway, from, from your perspective? Um, I'll kind of, we, we kind of parsed out some of these ideas beforehand, and at, at least in, in Christianity, kind of where a lot of us are coming from, you know, the, the notion of redemption comes from uh, really going back to an ancient, you know, just uh, the language of uh, trade where uh, one person redeems something from someone else. They, it's, it's a matter of exchange. And uh, it was you know, common in the marketplace. Uh, where it kind of comes more into prominence in Christianity is the idea of redeeming someone, not just something, uh, buying them from uh, the state that they're in. Usually at that time it was you know, someone who was, uh, who was a slave or sold in, into slavery being redeemed by someone else to, uh, to freedom or to, you know, they have now a, a different master. And that's uh, kind of where that notion comes out in Christianity. But that's also in, in Judaism as well. And it's, it's interesting where, um, you know, my background uh, primarily kind of grew up in uh, evangelical Christianity. And there's a very kind of focus on your personal re redemption and your own personal story of, of redemption. And uh, that 
kind of one-for-one connection between, you know, Jesus doing something for you and redeeming you from sin, from death, from bondage, those kinds of things. Uh, But there's actually quite a lot more to bring to it than that. It's that um, we are all redeemed not just from something, but to something. And uh, so that kind of started the conversation in terms of, you know, where do we see uh, notions of, of redemption play out in the MCU, you know, Captain America, Iron Man, all the way back from the, from the beginning. And you, have, what, and you have other thoughts around redemption itself? Well, I think, just to add, I mean, I mm-hmm. think that was a wonderful uh, explanation of redemption. I, I also like to add that the majority of scripture was written to communities of people, right. not to individuals. Mm-hmm. My wife is from Kentucky, and she always likes to point out that, like, all of the yous that we see in the Bible should actually be y'all. Yeah. Um, so, all y'all. All y'all. All y'all. Um, to make it plural. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, when we're talking about redemption, we also have to think about communal redemption mm-hmm. of rede- redemption from states of being to better states of being, not just for an individual, but for communities of yeah. people. And, that's, and I wanted you to bring that out because that's really important. That's something that kind of gets lost in, you know, the, the highly personal, highly individualistic kind of brands of Christianity that we can kind of fall into or on the fall into, but come from, yeah. Right, and uh, bringing in um, uh, Hinduism and then by extension Buddhism into into the conversation, the idea less of redemption but more so of liberation, mm. right, which which connects as well, you know, this, this change of being, right, from one state of being into a liberated state of being. Um, I think that, that that plays into these stories as well, both in in terms of individual characters, but in terms of the overall sort of communal arc of the MCU as well. Yeah. Good. That, yeah. With a sort of a, a, a foundation of where you guys think about liberation, right, or redemption, liberation, communal, individual, mm-hmm. for something, uh, from something. What are the who are the what what are the characters then in the uh, MCU that that spring to mind? Black Widow. Um, yeah, and, and I, why? And, and uh, sorry, <laughs> and why? Nice. <laughs> that with a nice. teacher, but yeah, um, and yeah, why. and so uh, uh, but completely intertwined with the Hawkeye story. I mean, mm. you you don't have one character without the other. Um, and so what I find just so compelling about the Black Widow character is it's not just her backstory, like being redeemed from like this sort of nefarious life of spydom, right? But, mm. but brought into this, this new reality, this new place, this new community, right? Wherein she becomes a superhero, right? With other superheroes. Um, and we can touch on sort of that sort of theme, what, what the, the, the community of the Avengers um, is about momentarily, but ultimately, right, the other thing that's so compelling, I think about her as a character, but also her, her character arc, is she is in the first place redeemed by Hawkeye, right? But then in, like, towards the end, she's the one who redeems Hawkeye, mm-hmm. and then she sacrifices herself to redeem the entire, not just world, but the entire cosmos, right, the entire universe, um, and so I think that is just at that, that aspect to her as a character is, I, I find completely compelling. Um, 
because she again she shifts. She she's she's changed by her friendship with Hawkeye, right? Her character is developed into that of a, a hero. She she develops this heroic character through this through this friendship and through being involved in the larger Avengers community. Um, and so a little bit of a shameless plug for right the next panel, right, this afternoon at three of um, cultivating character, myth and virtue in pop culture, right? Where we're gonna be talking about various virtue, virtue theory and how you develop a character of virtue. Um, so a bit of a shameless plug for that, but she, she fits that as well because she's not the same as she used to be, but we never are, right, in this redemptive process. Mm-hmm. There's, that, there's a foundational change yes. that yeah. is part of this redemption. It's not just, oh, it happens, okay, and we just keep going on the way right. we have always. Right. Pre- right. Precisely. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. What do you got? Yeah, what, one of the characters I really uh, found interesting personally was Captain America. Primarily because he's not the kind of person that you think of as needing re- redemption, because he is, you know, the quintessential hero, do-gooder type person. Um, but and seeing that, but seeing how his character kind of goes through, you know, from Captain America through Endgame, uh, it was interesting to see, as as well as see his character develop in contrast to, to Tony Stark. Tony Stark was kind of always in need of being redemption. <laughs> um, I, heard, I heard someone say that, you know, most of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is comprised of people fixing Tony Stark's mistakes. <laughs> because of, you know, Ultron, of all, you know, of everything. Um, but Captain America always stands as this, you know, totally self-giving, totally self-sacrificing person. He's the person, you know, in you know, in his origin story, you know, they're, they're wanting to, to pull the plug on the, on the process that's transforming him into Captain America. He's like, no, 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 I, need, I can do this. I can do this. He's the one that's always, you know, I can do this all day as, he gets, as he's getting punched in the face. But it was interesting to see that he's always the person who's sacrificing and sacrificing and sacrificing for others. But especially in Endgame, we see that he's finally reconnecting with all the things that he lost and that sacrifices himself, primarily with um, Peggy, 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 yeah. Peggy Carter, and uh, reconnects with that. And you know, he he finally, you know, Tony in Endgame finally does something unselfish for the first time, and Captain America finally does something unselfish for the or selfish for the first time. And in that way, and and I I see it also coming from you know, my, my job where I'm, you know, I work in hospice, I work with caregivers, you know, in bereavement and so on, who are giving themselves and giving themselves and giving themselves. And in the end, you know, what do they have left? And so it's a, seeing, you know, Steve Rogers give up the mantle of Captain America to go back and do something for himself, I think is part of that, you know, that redemptive process as well, you know, redeeming from the need to be Captain America. I thought was yeah. you know an interesting way of that that they played that out. It, it's interesting, right? You don't. He doesn't have to let everything sit on his shoulders. He doesn't have to bear the burden. Well, he can he can give it up to others. And I think there's a it fits part in that sense of redemption 
for something. Right. You know, not just for him, but for letting others step in, mm -hmm. which so many folks with Messiah complexes, right? Like, it's got to be me. I got to be there. I got to be in the middle. Right. No, you don't. Mm -hmm. So, Derek. Well, um, every, every character who's had their own solo movie has a redemptive arc at some point. Mm -hmm. um, and we can't actually, you know, have this as our title and not talk about Iron Man, not talk about Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah. um, but I want to I push back on something you just uh -huh. said, because the, the whole idea that um, Tony uh, finally at Endgame does something unselfish is wrong. Because at the end of the first Avengers, he, he takes the missile through the portal and, and right. not knowing where, what's yeah. going to happen. And, and I think that's important because of the idea that Tony is constantly needing redemption. Mm -hmm. He has to be redeemed over and over and over again. It's, and I think so often we think of redemption as a one-time a one process, a one-time fix. Tony, and, and this is where he becomes infinitely relatable learns something and immediately forgets it and and has to be reminded of what he learned in the last movie you know like hey I, I i learned that i can be part of a team also i'm gonna go off by myself and create ultron you know mm -hmm. and so i think part of what's you know what we see in in endgame is is tony um Tony has finally found peace. He's finally found happiness. He's found, finally found family and, and not the need to kind of be, you know, they go out and they live in the woods and, and Pepper's composting. Um, <laughs> and and it's, it's, you know, what ultimately, and I think this is, this is really what's interesting for all of these characters is that they're, what, what makes Tony's, ultimate sacrifice, uh, what makes Tony's ultimate redemption so interesting is the sacrifice. The sacrifice of the thing that he's been missing the entire 21 movie arc, um, which is this, this family that allows him to just be grounded and be himself. Um, and, uh, you know, so I, I, again, I think we can, we can all relate to this idea of having to learn our lessons over and over again. And that's part of what this whole arc becomes uh, and that's why Tony's redemption is is interesting because it's not a it's not a one stop shop. So uh, that the notion of sort of the continually having to be redeemed, right? Mm -hmm. That's really good. Is it a matter? Um, are we used to that because of the way comic narratives and comics happen? Like, okay, here it is. That's good. Or is there a sense that sort of the larger religious landscape? usually treats redemption as a one-and-done kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, from my perspective, I think there is a, um, there is such an emphasis on that, uh, from, my, from my evangelical background, uh, there was such an emphasis on that moment of conversion, so much emphasis on that moment of making a decision mm -hmm. of will you, will you make a choice, for, you know, because if you were to die tomorrow, where would you go? Um, you write the date down on your Bible when you... Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, you, me too. Um, and, 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 it, and it kind of ignores the... the and and we, we also use like terms like backsliding, right? Of like, you know, 
for when someone makes a mistake, um, the very human mistake of living. Um, and I think we, I think it's the religious landscape that makes that idea that redemption happens once. It's that kind of religious landscape that makes the redemption, the idea that redemption happens once, as opposed to when we actually look at the arc of scripture, it's filled with stories of people making mistakes and having to learn from them and coming back and again and again and saying, oops. Mm-hmm. Right. And, the and disciples. The disciples. Yeah. All the time. Abraham, right. David. I mean, we can go, yeah. yeah. Right. I'm and, sorry. Uh, no, so, so picking up from, from a, uh, a Lutheran perspective, right? Like, the, 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 because it is, again, sort of God has already established us, right? God has redeemed us, right? Through Jesus on the cross, right? The, the, the moment of victory and just have faith that it's so, right? Yeah. And then, then you're done because the, 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 the scary conversation among the Protestants, Lutherans in particular, is to talk about the growth in sanctification, right? The, the process of becoming more and more holy, right? Um, because that sounds either too Methodist or too Catholic. Like, so there, there's some work that you need to do in order right. that salvation become yours, right? For whatever host of reasons, it's it's sort of a yeah. For Lutherans, it's awkward re- redu- conversation. Redemption right. happens once, right? Yeah, and oh, but but that's the important thing to talk about is that redemptive moment, right? But right. then um, it it goes back to the redeemed for something. What mm-hmm. is how do we? Engage world, yeah. It's like backsliding. Lutherans call that Tuesday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, uh, that's that's good. Did any other characters to that come to mind? I mean, I, I do want to piggyback a little bit off of what Janelle said about Hawkeye and yeah. and Black uh, Widow and their redemption really being intertwined. Um, particularly, and we have again, we have two moments of of. Uh, Black Widow redeeming Hawkeye. One is in the first Avengers, after he's kind of uh, been mind-controlled by Loki. But then, you know, I think we have this this really uh, poignant, and I think actually because of all the things that are happening in Endgame, I actually think this, this storyline is really overlooked. Um, because, again, we see, we, the movie starts with Hawkeye losing his family. And so that this is, this is the setup for really what's what's going to shape the narrative um and it's it's the fact that hawkeye actually kind of becomes what black widow was this this assassin this murderer um that makes that so compelling that she she can recognize in him without judgment i've been there i've been in that place and and that's what brings him back, you know. And and I, I love I love the line he says in that encounter: that "Don't give me hope," yeah. because hope is a big part of a part of anyone. The idea that we can that there's something on the other side, that's a big part of anyone's redemption story. Um, so I, I, I think you know I, I like to I think the way that you framed it is really great because those two redemption stories kind of happen in tandem. And then, you know, she redeems him and again redeems him for what? He's the one carrying the gauntlet at the end. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there's going to be a Hawkeye show. So possibly redeemed, <laughs> redeemed for a whole lot more. So uh, I don't work for Disney Plus <laughs> yet, yet, if anyone's listening. Um, so. Yeah, and, 
it's um so to bring in um another religion into the conversation in ancient Chinese understanding and Confucianism, right? There's this idea of who we are just innately as human beings. And there's the idea that part of who we are just innately as human beings, part of our very nature is there's a core of good, mm. right? We are, we are naturally good. And, and so this is the, the primary Confucian virtue is this innate goodness. Um, but with what's, what's, okay, fine, whatever. But what's interesting about it <laughs> <laughs> for a different conversation. But what, what's interesting about it, how it relates to Black Widow Hawkeye is that the, the Chinese character for this inner virtue combines a character for two, the number two, and the character for person. So what is virtue? It's two person. Hmm. Wow. Or what is this innate goodness, right? And right. so you, you can't, like, to become your best self, to, to live out who you actually are, right, yeah, it's relationship. You, you, you have to to be right. your best self is to be your best self in a relationship. In a relationship, I love and, it. and, and, the, awesome. and it's through the relationship that it, it's relationship that allows you to be your best self. That's awesome. Great. Mm -hmm. Actually, that actually that dovetails here at the next bit because the question, right? Again, seeing redemption, we as sort of twenty first century creatures think individualistically, right? But let's move to communal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what does redemption look like in a communal framework? Mm -hmm. And I was, I was thinking about, you know, talking, dovetailing right off the conversation between about Hawkeye and Black Widow is that redemption is, even though we think about it sometimes as in individualistically, that redemption is always occurring in a context of community. Mm -hmm. And it's in the context of the, of the Avengers. It's in the context of found family and, and things like that. And um, so I think, and so I think that's really important to, to consider around how, you know, thinking, you know, ourselves about, you know, what is my own redemptive story? Who are the people that are involved in my redemptive story that have come alongside me and helped me in that process? Not only my relationship with God, but who are the people that have been in that process with me? Remember my faith, commu my faith community, my friends, my family, my church, and so on. Um, but kind of moving away from that, I thought about um, in Black Panther how I, you may, you may uh, agree too with some of the evangelical parallels with Black Panther in terms of there was this wonderful safe community of Wakanda with technological advancements and so on, but that is, is keeping a distance from the world because it wants to you know, protect itself from the world. And, you know, I grew up, you, could, you know, with uh, here's the rock music and here is the Christian rock music that if you like you too, you might like this person. <laughs> or if you like this, you know, Pepsi Cola t-shirt, here's a t-shirt that looks like a Pepsi Cola t-shirt, but it has a hidden Christian message in it because you're really secretly a Christian. Um, and, you know, if you want to have you know, you can even go to your Christian restaurant, you can go to your Christian, you know, your Christian gated community, and that ends up being, you know, well and good, but then that community no longer has any impact in the world. And how is in, you know, part of, you know, one of the narratives of Black Panther is the world deteriorating around what you have, and how are you then going to go, and what is your responsibility 
in that world that you are, you know, to them, at the cost of your own, at the cost of your own, your own community and your own safety, your own, you know, sense of preservation and so on. So, but and you, I'm sure you have some more to say about that. Well, I, I do. Um, I, I think part of what's really interesting, uh, uh, there's this quote, I'm going to completely screw it up. It's from an uh, English bishop from some point. Um, but he talks about how the church is the only community, that, the only society that exists for the people outside of it. Archbishop William Temple. Exactly. I only know this because her dad taught me that quote. Okay, so there we go. That's all. <laughs> so, As first. Archbishop William Temple said. <laughs> there we go. Yes. Um, and, and, I, I, and I think that that, that whole idea of, of Wakanda being redeemed from its isolationism, mm-hmm. you know, being redeemed from uh, this idea, and I, and I think, that, you know, when we were batting this idea around, this whole idea that this is a perfect parallel for not, ju- not just the, you know, we can, I can, I can look back and kind of poke fun at the um, at my evangelical background, but I can also look at my my mainline brothers and sisters and say, you know, we have churches in in urban areas where people commute into those churches, bypassing other churches of the same denomination, come in, worship on Sunday morning, and then go back to their communities and ignore the situations of the community that's immediately surrounding that church. That's not okay. I mean, I think there's something really wrong with that. Um, so, I, you know, I think there, there's a there's a fortress mentality that happens there as well, and and we, as as people of faith, I think we are called outside of the walls of our building, and I, I think there's a scariness to that, and you can understand why. Um, why a community would say, and it's um, really interesting that, uh, you know, we kind of had a missionary in Nikia who kind of goes out and experiences the world and kind of comes back and kind of gives the message to Wakanda that there is this world mm-hmm. happening outside. You kind of need that person who's going to advocate for the goodness of the people outside of the walls um, to make the community understand what its true mission is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and going back to um, the Old Testament scripture where, you know, that Israel was to be, you know, a, to, was to redeem the world and to be assigned a to the world and to be, you know, Israel was for, a, was a gift to the nations. It wasn't a gift unto itself. And that often gets lost, I think. Mm-hmm. I was, Again, okay, we're going to go back to Black Widow here for a second, because I, I think back to the um, Ultron with Black Widow when they arrive at uh, Hawkeye's sort of farmhouse, mm-hmm. right? And uh, Black Widow walks in, and I think we're meant to be set up as sort of, is there tension between Black Widow and Hawkeye's wife, right? Mm-hmm. But there's not, right. and like... By extension, Hawkeye's redemption of Black Widow exists also from her past story because suddenly um, Hawkeye's daughter runs up and look at that, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's a really, it's a really great touching. But that's there's another side. It's a it's a microcosm community, not sort of bigger. Wakanda, sort of major, mm-hmm. you know. But here, the, this sort of familial bit too. I thought that's a, another place. Mm-hmm. I think the idea that family is redemptive 
the, the, the idea that uh, the community that our, our first community, our family, can be redemptive. And the whole idea that, um, you know, again, going back to Endgame, when, when uh, Nat is there and letting her roots grow out, um, the whole idea that she is, she is there because of uh, her Avengers family, which is like she can't abandon this idea of her Avengers family. Um, because that has given her meaning and purpose, and I think that's. Um, but you know, one of the things that we, as we were batting ideas around, uh, the idea that there is, um, you know, going back to Hawkeye and Black Widow, the idea that there is a platonic male-female <coughs> relationship, yeah. I think is also, you know, there was no tension between Black Widow and and Mrs. Hawkeye. Um, <laughs> How bad that we don't remember. Uh, and Laura, Laura, I think it's Laura. Laura. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> and, I, and I think that you know that too is a is a model of you know um, that that re that redemption because so often in fictional narratives the redemption, particularly of a male character, happens in the context of a romantic relationship, right. and um, for them to have the the their redemption, each of their redemptions happen in the context of a deep redemptive male-female friendship is also incredibly just refreshing. Mm -hmm. So picking up on what um, you guys were both talking about, both in terms of the sort of uh, Tanakh, right, the Old Testament understanding of sort of this Israel as sort of being being for the world in a way, and the idea right, of for the repair of the world, right, mm -hmm. to come along, right? And so... Connecting that then to Jesus builds on these uh, traditions, and and when Jesus sends out the disciples, right, it's to do two things, right. The first command is to heal. Secondarily, is to preach, right. That's the order, right. Go out and heal and preach. Um, but the the Greek word used there, and in other really significant moments. Um, in the New Testament, the Greek word for self, the Greek word used, can be translated either as heal or save, save right? So, what is salvation? What are we being redeemed for? It's 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 healing, right? Things being healed, and that that's a process that takes time, right? But and healed to what? To to our best selves, to a more complete and utter total well-being, mm -hmm. right? And that that. That extends, right? So, so again, going back to Hawkeye and 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 Black Widow, right? The healing that they helped each other achieve extends, I think, to the Avengers at, at large, and then eventually to the whole world, right? It, so, reading from, reading for, reading to, right? This 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 healing, so that things might be well. Okay. And I think too, it occurred to me too something that. We haven't talked about, but I think it's also an important part of the, you know, the, the redemption process is the idea that redemption comes at a cost, mm -hmm. yeah. and there is always someone that pays that pays a price for that redemption, whether it be, um, you know, Black Widow paying for that redemption with her life, um, Wakanda paying the price of its independence and wealth, you know, for the good of the world or Captain America paying the price of being Captain America. Um, I, think, and I think those are interesting ways to think about it, you know, because we all, um, 
experience ways where you know we're faced with choices and the things that might cost us something in our redemptive process. Um, not only with our you know our family redemptive processes and our communities, but in our faith and what you know we're often you know can think of redemption as putting away sin and putting away those sorts of things, but what are the things that we hold on to that can, that we also need to let go of? And that might cost us in that redemptive process that might even be more difficult than, you know. And another, another good character to sort of illustrate what you just said is Dr. Strange, right? Mm-hmm. He literally had to be broken, hmm. like to the point of near death, and he's trying to heal his, his hand so he can be a surgeon again. Mm-hmm. But it puts him on this whole other path. Does, let me let me push back yeah. a little bit. Does he have to be broken to be redeemed? Well, or he is does broken. the redemption come in the midst of the brokenness? Like, you know, he doesn't. Sure. He he doesn't have to be broken to be redeemed. No, but I mean, it's what certainly launches else him to that path, though. Right. Because otherwise, he would have been I, conceivably for the rest of his life and career, right? This award-winning surgeon, right? Big sure. ego, right? Well, Big, yeah, yeah. But, mm-hmm. So all right. I just, I just, I, I get a little nervous when we start throwing it out there. Like, oh, he he had to be broken no. to be like no. that runs us into some no, really but, but yeah, the sketchy point is, places. He he was broken. He just didn't know it. I think right? he was and already that, broken. He was already correct. broken. That's yes. And he I, didn't know it. And I think something too. Yeah, that, the breaking of his body. Then that, right. right. It's not necessarily that you need to be broken. It's that the brokenness opens you up to something else. Yes. I, I, that, I, and I think I, that's I, probably yes, a good that's way. That's a better word. I can yes. go there. I can yeah. go there. Yeah. So what he what, said. Yeah. So what about, so here's a question. Here's a question in the midst of sort of like losing stuff or whatnot. What about the Hulk? Mm. Right? Because mm. especially in Endgame, right? Suddenly he's the, all of the division uh, of his identity, right? Has, um, now clearly doesn't rage. Hulk not so smash so much, um, <laughs> uh, uh, right? But yeah. what what um, I don't know. I just thought that was one. Like it seemed that he got the best deal. He gets the big. He gets the brains and the brawn now. I, I don't know. I just mm-hmm. that was a a moment. He, did he? Did he? Mm. Uh, he he got the best deal or he got the worst deal. <laughs> I, I mean, because he's he's still in his Hulk body. And that Hulk body has limitations. And, you know, one of the things that uh, is really, I think, unfortunate is that they didn't in Endgame, you know, other than seeing him throw the bench, they didn't really talk about the fact that his relationship with Black Widow was sacrificed. Mm. And, um, and, and I think there's still... There's still uh, limitations, it seems, for what we know of, you know, and not to get too graphic here, but there does seem to be limitations in terms of him having intimacy with another person that come with that Hulk body. Mm-hmm. So I do think that there's there's a sacrifice of, you can't be incognito as this nine foot tall green guy wearing glasses. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. yes, on a good day, he got the best of, of both worlds. On a bad day, he got the worst of both worlds. All right. Um, we are uh, getting close to our end. Is there any is there any bit, if we start talking about sort of any of these stories, I think there's been a lot of connection. Like we've already brought this up, so if we don't want to talk about it anymore, that's fine. But uh, ways that these stories of redemption connect sort of for us and in our, in our lives of faith. And uh, if you wanted to sort of do any... If you had any more comments around that, 
because we, like I said, uh, some of that has come up already. Mm -hmm. I think one of the reasons I took, you know, I saw Captain America was it's easy to kind of see Captain America in myself, in not in terms of you know obviously being able to punch people all over, <laughs> but that that need to always do the right thing and the need to um, the need to self sacrifice. Um, the need for self-care, which he doesn't do, you know, which nobody really does in the Marvel City <laughs> universe well, but um, he, you know, he especially doesn't do it well. And seeing that he can, you know, let go of that need to be perfect and to save everyone, and he is allowed to be a human being. Um, I think, you know, that resonated really strongly with me. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons that. I decided to do my podcast was because of the fact that as a culture, I feel like we probably know these stories in the MCU better than we know the stories of scripture. Yeah, um, for better or for worse, I'm not, like that's judgment free. Um, and I think that they, there's so much in them that that they can teach. And you know, one story that I that we didn't get to um, is is Thor. And I, I think particularly there was so much controversy around around Fat Thor. <laughs> <laughs> um, but and, and so many people were mad about the kind of fat shaming, but as a person who lives with depression, I totally saw myself in Fat Thor. <laughs> I was like, yes, I get that. And, and, and so one of the things that I think um, we need these characters in the same ways that people in the past needed their, their biblical quote-unquote heroes. And, I, and so that's, and I, and I don't, Again, I, I say that judgment-free of whether or not we know the scripture, but I say that I think that there are virtues. You know, being able to say that, yeah, I'm depressed, but I'm also worthy. Like that—that that, that's a sermon, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think it's 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 about the you know, and one of the things that I I'm sorry I'm I'm rambling, but one of the things that I I love that Marvel has has really done is. Um, sometimes to the detriment of their villains, really talk about the complexity of what it means to be a good person. And, 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 and there's no, like, they're a dark hero or a reluctant hero. They're all people struggling with their humanity of well, how do I do good in this world? And I think that is, that is, the, that is the struggle of faith. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very good. Yeah. He stole my thunder. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, right? Just, literally, because the Thor thing? Literally, I literally stole your thunder? Literally ah. stole my thunder. Um, no, but I mean, <laughs> if we had an hour more, the Thor, Valkyrie, the, the Thor Valkyrie dynamic it would be worth exploring sure. in, a similar, in an analogous way. But I, I, yeah, I think just life itself, as I tell my students, it's messy and it's complicated and it's confusing. But therein is the beauty as well, because we get to live this life, yeah. right? So yeah. 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 Great. Very good. Um, so thoughts, comments, questions? Anybody? Okay. Oh. <laughs> wow, that was a fact. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, first redemption of Deadpool, but we won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, 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 Yandu in Guardians mm. of the Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great that, one. That's, that's yeah. really that's awesome. good. That was a great 
arc. Yeah. Um, the, the, okay, so beyond redemption, I'll, I'll, I want to just touch on real quick the idea of deconstruction that we're seeing, uh, and especially in the last few movies, you have um, uh, you know this this challenge to or this understanding that these things, these these societies that we thought were good, maybe not so much from Shield. Uh, you have Thor recognizing that Asgard is more than just a place. Mm -hmm. You have, uh, obviously we've talked about Wakanda. Uh, Captain Marvel, I mean, she confronts her deity, essentially, and, mm -hmm. and yeah. realizes this isn't right, this isn't good. You know, it's like, how much of that is telling us that, you know, we need to, to challenge our assumptions, whether it's about a church, our government, whatever, and, and kind of work through that stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's this idea of being redeemed from worldviews, mm -hmm. um, which I think is, is very much a, a, a thread that goes throughout. I think, um, you know, I think ultimately what Tony, and I'm going to say this, I think ultimately what Tony is kind of being redeemed from is capitalism. Yeah. You know, there's, um, so yes, abs absolutely. I think there's, there's this wonderful narrative of, of being invited to challenge the structures that have formed us. I have a great talk, by the way. Um, when, when looking at this, the MCU, through the lens of redemption, um, one thing that I found that stood out is the one thwarted redemption. Um, and it sticks out because everyone seems to be redeemed. If, if Tony constantly needs to be redeemed, and ultimately does, he's the one that, to date, until we get a Disney series, uh, blocks uh, winter soldiers. Mm. No, Bucky. Mm -hmm. Really. It, that the bottom line for his, I don't care, he killed my mom. Yeah. Yeah. And even if even if he shows up in Endgame and shows up in Infinity War, he has not had the moment that the other Star characters have had, that showing that the Black Widow's past and Hawkeye's past and Thor's unworthy past are really behind them. He's still on the trail to redemption and has, all, and has thus far been denied by the guy who mm -hmm. keeps needing it. So I yeah. think that's uh, a, a real splinter in the mind's eye, so to speak, that yeah. something still has to be done. And it's something, you know, you can look at that as, you know, the, the question of does redemption need to be deserved? Mm. And, mm. you know, to Tony, does Winter Soldier deserve redemption? Mm. And, you know, that, and that's the core conflict of a, a movie, so. Mm. <laughs> or in, in the back, you were. Oh, yeah, 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 I was kind of thinking the same thing that Winter Soldier needs to be uh, redeemed. I don't see it as blocked, but I think now that Tony is dead, maybe. He's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Okay! <No, I'm> <laughs> but we'll say he is. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> he's, he's suspended in animation somewhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tony needing to be redeemed over and over again. 
which is a complicated complication of the traditional narrative structure of most frame, well, actually, it's 2019, all movies have sequels. But before, <laughs> all, before all movies had sequels, you know, you had a beginning, middle, and an end, and, you know, and moi, and they all lived happily ever after. So, not real life. Tony needs to be redeemed over and over again. He needs to learn the exact same message over and over again, which many of the main piece on the internet points to as a weakness of his character. I like that you complicated it with the, no, that's human. He's, we do learn the same way. Um, that said, the message of Endgame might be that you know it only works. Tony's only ultimately redeemed because, at least for now, he's dead. End of the story. He's literally he cannot mess up again because he's <laughs> 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 the only thing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he dies immediately. Yeah, but he does. But he does if you think he's dead. Because here's the problem with it. Tony's this is another complication. You talk about, you know, Steve making the ultimate selfish act at the end, not ultimate, but he, Steve finally learned to be selfish. Tony finally learned to be selfless. Tony's not really selfless. Tony did, Tony's redemptive thing of saving the universe was ultimately selfish because what he does is he's like, I'm going to mostly save the universe, but the most important thing is that my daughter lives. And it's literally he makes the most selfish act of saving one particular person that would be erased if he, because he could, he has the gauntlet, he could just set everything back to exactly five years and one day ago. Mm-hmm. And fine. But he doesn't. He's like, nope, my daughter's got to live. To hell with anybody else who, you know, to hell with vision. Or, or, yeah. He does that. That's the specific thing. Yeah. I am choosing one little thing Morgan must live. And then that's so there is a complication there. Yep. He's still he's still selfishly being human. I kind of took it at when like early in, in Endgame where he, he says where you know he's kind of confronted by a cap and he's like, I am not gonna give this up. And it's like I'll I'll do whatever you want, but I am not gonna give up what I have with my family. Which and then he does. And that's where I kind of take that selflessness. Well he does, but I think what, yeah. what, what we're, but what, what he's sacrificing is the experience of watching his daughter grow up. Yeah. He's sacrificing the experience. But I, I totally agree. Yeah. I totally agree with you. And like he's, he's still kind of made this caveat of like, okay, but I, I absolutely. And, I, and again, the messiness for me is not a problem. The yeah. messiness it's, for me is. No, it's human. But it's, it's, yeah. 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 Yep. No, I, I hear you. There's also. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Well, okay, so I was just going to say, I think part of the fun of superhero movies is the idea of, like, there's good and evil and the good always wins. Um, and so I was wondering, are there any characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that you think are irredeemable? Any of the baddies that we love to hate? It was really funny, when we wrote our first sort of proposal, my, my host, like, uh, no, I, I made some comment along the lines of, no characters above redemption, and they all jumped at me like, "Well, no, actually." <laughs> so I'm curious to say, like, "Go ahead, guys, <laughs> defend it." <laughs> oh boy, you, you want to go first? Oh, you no. want me to go first? You go first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I I think Thanos is irredeemable, um, and and because he actually has a moment that. His moment of sacrificing Gamora actually 
felt like a moment that could have been redemption. Like right there in that moment, he could have he could have made a decision that was that was totally redemptive, and he didn't. And and for me, I I, I can't. And, and again, like theologically speaking, I no human is beyond redemption. Mm-hmm. Narratively speaking, I think I think Thanos is beyond redemption. I would also say, and this is this is going to get into weird territory. I think Ultron's beyond redemption. Um, I think Ultron has programming that says this can't work with humans here, and um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think well, <laughs> interesting Ultron. But I was I was obviously thinking of Thanos. But I think if you start thinking of characters who don't think that they need redemption and that they are the redeemers, who is Thanos? Yeah. You know who is who is Ultron, and who you know who else might be in there. Um, well, I said yeah. I thought ego. I was thinking ego. Ego, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it, literally, it is complete and utter self, and that's all <laughs> he thought about, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> totally irredeemable. <laughs> Did, did you have someone in mind? Did you think of anybody that was beyond redemption? Not really. I'm just, I'm curious about the conflict and the tension between if we believe theologically that mm-hmm. all humans are um, redeemable, how we then apply that to our lens of watching movies and just being like, that character is evil. Well, and that, I, I hate Spice Stark. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome that you just said that. Because, um, like, how do you get through the whole MCU with that mindset? I'd love to talk to you about that at some point. Um, but, but I, I think, I think it forces us to be creative to ask, what would redemption look like for that person. for that for for a Thanos for a for a yeah for a Justin Hammer. So, think about That's what we got for now. Um, in their world, Thanos and Ultron are not human. So the, the redemption question becomes this. So Ultron is literally doing what he's, he, in, his, in his mind, from his worldview, he literally is erasing the play. He's not mm-hmm. wrong in that, you know, he's not wrong in that to him, he's doing what we do when we try to eradicate cancer. We only have a problem with it because we're the cancer, right? If we assigned him if, if we assigned him agency as a different type of being who is um, who has a humanity of himself, his humanity is not literally human. So therefore it's hard to like yep. I don't know that I don't know that we can say he's irredeemable for that reason, because we have to change the worldview of what is personhood 
in order to include him in the narrative. Thanos becomes a little trickier because, again, many of the internet think piece of, particularly the first one, was Thanos right? And he's not, you know, should, his, his entire scientific method just breaks down if you think about it for more than 30 seconds because he, he just basically resets the world to exactly 27 years ago. That's how long it takes to double population. So it's, it's broken, it won't work. But he's not doing from that macro, I'm not human, but I am, I have a humanity point of view. He's not doing something wrong, he's doing something misguided. It becomes problematic because I'm a person and therefore I'm a guy. So, so it's, it's a weirdness. Yep. I don't know how to yeah, yeah. map that. But Hammer doesn't work with it. Hammer's, yeah, no, Hammer's, Hammer's just, 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 just a jerk. Just evil. <laughs> In that same way, I think you're right. I think the movies equate Thanos with Tony Stark. Um, Thanos is irredeemable, and even after or creation is redeemed and brought back by Hulk's snap, right? At <laughs> the exact moment, a scenario has to be um, taken under where Tony Stark snaps Thanos out of existence, right? Um, so redeemed, redemption, like he can't be redeemed according to the narrative, but then Tony Stark can't either. And when you think about it, hmm. I mean, Thanos, when he fixes the world in, in his, from his perspective, goes back to some pastoral Edenic um, paradise of his own. That's exactly what Tony Stark has done as well. Yeah. I think these, these movies entirely equate those two, and I don't think Tony Stark is so I don't Ooh, Ooh good job. I guess you're removed from the universe. Good audience. Thank God, because I hate you too. <laughs> 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 um, I was thinking of Hella from uh, oh. oh, yeah. Yeah. Dark World. Uh, Ragnarok, yeah. That is a problem. Yeah. So is there any way she can be redeemed? I don't think so. That's that's a good one. That's a good one. It seems like flat characters are beyond redemption. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just want to throw up Killmonger and and uh, yeah. Black Panther. I would say that is one where I mean you understood his motive. Mm-hmm. Uh, his his ideas actually end up being implemented there. I mean, to know, like, yeah, he's the one who's ideologically right. I mean, that is such a fascinating oh. juxtaposition yeah. there, where the hero has to learn from, you know, or adapt to mm-hmm. what it is that the bad guy is putting out there. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're going to stop there, because we are at time. Uh, thank you all very much mm-hmm. for being here. <laughs> Uh, you can get Church of the Geek uh, pretty much anywhere where podcasts are, and you can connect with us at Geek Church on Twitter. Where's uh, Gospel According to Marvel? Also on most of the places where you can find podcasts. You can follow me at Derek L. Weston. Outstanding. Um, General, you, you don't have a. You don't. You should, but. Um, have she has things to do. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, again, thank you so much. Have a great uh, rest of your day. Yep. Thank <laughs> you.